Welcome to the spooky screen where five best friends uh, review horror movies and television shows. Today we are a man down. Uh, Johnny has decided to take a temporary leave of absence from hosting duties. And um, while we miss him, we completely understand and are in alignment and we miss him and uh, hope that he will be able to rejoin us at some future episode of his choosing. Uh, but beyond that, we're going to be reviewing uh, the 2021 movie Antlers. Is it 2021? Mm -hmm. Yes, it was mm -hmm. 2021, um, which is uh, which was released in theaters uh, a year ago and um, is now available for streaming on HBO Max. Um, and uh, we are going to uh, it was directed by Scott Cooper, uh, who has previously done other films such as and I know this. He did Black Mass and Hostiles, and he's mm. doing a movie called The Pale Blue Eye next. Sounds like a horror film. Mm -hmm. um, anyways uh i am going we're going to switch it up a little bit uh since uh we are now four hosts uh we're going to do the four sentence spoiler just because it rolls off the tongue easily bringing um, it back baby we're going to do a throwback i'm going to start thought it, it was terrible with five wait till you see us with a man down <laughs> wait till we sprint towards the end we like we are going to lose like we're going to lose like half of our listener base because they're like, oh, Johnny's not on the podcast. I can't yeah. relate to anyone anymore. <laughs> and he's just we, gonna... we lost our ginger representation. Exactly. Yeah, we lost our every man. I was I actually lost... looking forward to Johnny complaining how there's a ginger stereotype in this movie. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> oh That's right. I, th yeah. I thought about that when I was watching this movie. <laughs> Anyways, we'll get to that at some point. Um, I'm going to start off this four sentence spoiler and then uh, let's go with Noah, David, and then Nick, you round us out. So think about you know, second, third, fourth act, mm -hmm. if you can break it down into four-act structure. So I'll get us started. So um, Lucas's father, Frank, and younger brother, Aiden, are uh, run into some creature um, deep in the caves, um, and he begins to show up in class more disheveled and um, uh, looking, which grabs the attention of his teacher, Julia, who believes that he is... Um, experiencing some sort of abuse or neglect in his uh, household. Noah. Oh my God. That was okay. Pretty good, right? Uh, it wasn't bad. Okay. <laughs> it was very um, vague <laughs> where you left off. Uh, uh, let's, he, let's say, uh, maybe oh, leave like, off where he yeah, 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 let's, follows I'll him just, home. I'll just amend that by saying, she uh, suspects him of uh, abuse and neglect and ends up visiting his house where she hears strange noises. Yes. So an extra scene. <laughs> um, what is the name of the teacher? I can't remember her Julia. name. Julia. 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 Teacher lady. Julia herself has been Julia, the teacher. I'll call her that herself has been abused growing up and that's why she left the town so she has a true stake in lucas's well-being uh however as she delves deeper into um the mystery of lucas's injuries and starvation she slowly finds that it has to do more with a nefarious creature that she she slowly begins to solve you know figure out um learn that it uh it's like this old native american you can say the name a wendigo basically right yeah, that's what it yeah. is a wendigo yeah. she yeah. she yeah. learns that it's a wendigo and she tries to tell her brother and the townspeople that this exists and no one really believes her until she sends the principal to the boy's house and the wendigo who's living in the father eats the principal and then explodes out of the father becoming the full formed Wendigo and running amok in the town. That's like five sentences, but sorry, I'll, I'll take it. We're, 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 yeah. There's a sorry. lot of ground right. to cover. Yeah, I had, Dave, to, cover, all right, I had uh, to cover an extra person down. Yeah. All, all right. right, Dave, you go. Um, after the Wendigo erupts out of Aiden's father, that's the little boy's name, right? Aiden? Or is that the brother's name? Aiden Lucas. Lucas, sorry. Yeah, just call him Lucas's younger brother. Yeah, Lucas's younger brother. So after the Wendigo erupts out of Lucas's father and goes on a murder spree, Myrtle Ertlin, everybody, uh, it comes to a head when uh, Julia has Lucas um, at her house 
and the Wendigo has come with Lucas's little brother to retrieve Lucas and people start getting murdered and Julia finds herself all the way back where this movie began at the old abandoned mine shaft because of some clues she found she learned from a Native American uh, resident of the town who knew about the Wendigo story. Good. And I think that leaves us with about like 15, 20 minutes left. All right. Nick, bring it home. Yeah, bring it home, Nick. Land is plain. So Julia jumps into the mine with Lucas. For some reason, she brings this kid with her. And she she finds Wendigo Jeff feeding on a black bear. And it is on. And they do battle. And somehow Julia does not get hurt at all during this battle. And manages to shoot her gun in every direction except at Jeff Wendigo. But somehow manages to slay the beast. And the Wendigo spirit officially leaves the Wendigo body when she rips the heart out of the Wendigo's body until it possesses Aiden, Lucas's younger brother. And as much as Lucas protests that Julia does not have to kill her, she goes to kill him anyway because she tells him that you know that this isn't going to work if we keep him alive. And everyone lives happily ever after, well after the fact until you find out that her brother Paul is coughing up a dark, slimy substance, the same dark, slimy substance Jeff coughed up when he got sick and was picked to be possessed by the Wendigo. <laughs> that was like 12 sentences, but... <laughs> there was a lot going it on. Worked. It, was, it worked. Crushed it. I hope our listeners have gotten a good gist of what Antlers is, or I hope, actually, that you watch the movie before listening to this episode. Um, we're going to move on to the gimmicks, but before we do that, I would just ask our listeners to, uh, uh, subscribe, um, to our podcasts, uh, on, and our social media profiles on YouTube, Instagram, and, uh, Twitter at the spooky screen.com. Um, but yeah, so moving on, we're going to go to the gimmick, uh, that watching this movie was very dark. Uh, so I was like, we need something that'll cheer up everyone and get everyone in the right mood to talk about this movie, not be such a downer. Whoever's crinkling their bag, I'm going to reach through the screen and strangle you. Oh, um, sorry. <laughs> I was preparing my uh, ice cream. Oh, crap. <laughs> yes, as Noah says, I asked everyone to bring their ice cream uh, to just kind of introduce some like, you know, a little bit of. Levity, sunshine, yeah, to this review. So, Noah, let's get this over with. What ice cream did you bring to have? Because in the movie, Julia mm-hmm. bought um, Lucas. Lucas ice cream to kind of like yeah get to know and, him better. So. And what vegetable is it? Yeah, what vegetable is it to you? My vegetable. You, oh, you know what? Better question yet. If you could replace a vegetable with your ice cream permanently, like tomorrow after you say this, that vegetable no longer exists. What would it be? Mm. And, and what I get to replace it with a dessert, and with your ice cream, yeah, exactly. With that, oh, with that vegetable, God, uh, cauliflower, cauliflower okay. is booty. Wow. <laughs> it's like broccoli without any taste whatsoever. Okay, it's like a, if broccoli tastes like a fart. What did What did you get? What oh, so you... I brought enlightened. It is <laughs> vanilla, dark chocolate, and almond. A fun fact about me is I don't really care for ice cream unless it has a chocolatey shell or absolutely drenched in sprinkles. So I went with the chocolatey shell. I will show it off in a second. You really? You don't care for oh, ice cream? I don't care for just straight ice cream. It's Yeah. It's it doesn't, like doesn't do it stuff. for me. Doesn't do it for loved, me. If he picked do you it not up, like, he's like, here it is. And <laughs> do you not like pineapple uh, ice cream at like Disney, for example? Pineapple mm, not cream? too much. Yeah, okay. I'll take two bites and then be done. This yeah. is very melted because I had it in my desk for like 20 minutes, but it's pretty good. Yeah. All right. What would you... Uh, okay, so cauliflower and mm-hmm. chocolate shell. Dave, you go next because your ice cream is melting too. All right. Um, I thought ahead because I prepared this and I was like, this is going to melt in a bowl and it's not going to be fun to eat. So I turned mine. I got some vanilla ice cream and I got... Oh, nice. Pepsi. I was going to do root beer, but I didn't have time to get it. So I had root beer, uh, you know, Coke float. Yeah. I have a and question, David. 
Yeah. Is Coke floats a thing, or is it always root beer floats? No, you can make it, it whatever float of can... soda you want it to be. No, they they have it. Um, they have them with a lot. I know some some even use like orange soda. Yeah. They use like orange soda and vanilla ice cream. I think it's always vanilla ice cream though. Oh, get that, is... get that ASMR. Is that a good... it, well, if it's like with orange soda, yeah, that's yeah. like an orange Julius, like an orange creamsicle or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, it's and I good. would replace, even though sometimes I do like the taste of this vegetable, I would replace asparagus uh-huh. with the flavor of soda and ice cream. Okay. All right. Do we on. retain? Do we retain the health benefits of the vegetable? No. Ah, oh, damn it. Not. All right. <laughs> there has to be some sort of sacrifice. I mean, right, we're Nick. playing God here, so yeah. <laughs> Nick, we're running a little bit behind, so let's uh, let's move this along. All right. So bring? I didn't bring any ice cream because me. I I forgot I was busy, but I had some friends that I got a whole bunch of cookies from. So I have these white chocolate chunk cookies, and they are amazing. And I've already had two. Um, I have like four bags of these right here. Like it just doesn't stop the parties here. Um, and if I could replace this with any vegetable, I don't know. I actually really, really like vegetables, but I guess if I really <laughs> had to choose one, it would be maybe lima beans. Okay. Oh, good choice. Lima beans are booty. Yeah. Lima beans David, ain't good. What did you pick for vegetables? Did you pick one? Asparagus. 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 Okay. Wow. I like asparagus. All right. I mean, I, I like asparagus. asparagus. Maybe you go kale. Hell, young man. <laughs> Maybe um, kale. I yeah. Oh, I like kale too. Get out of here. <laughs> I mean, I, I like don't vegetables. Don't judge people's choices. I will yeah. say lima beans are probably the nastiest of the nasty. Yeah. Okay. All right. I brought. Um. I brought like. Uh, I should get sponsored for this. Van Leeuwen. Um. They're a French ice cream brand. Pretty oh my good. God, you went so fancy. Yeah. Well, I didn't buy this actually. I got this for free because um, my sister left, and so she couldn't take ice cream with her. So she gave it to me. Hey, I didn't pay for this, but pay me for advertising for you, Stephen. I'm ashamed at you. I, me and my wife bought you an ice cream maker for your wedding <laughs> present. It broke. Ex- it broke. It broke. I didn't want to bring it up. I didn't want to bring it up, but you you brought it up. So all right, I'm I'm gonna tell Marsha. We're all right, send, we'll we'll airmail you one. And Dave that. never hosted another episode. Um, so the vegetable that I would replace with ice cream permanently, like this vegetable doesn't exist tomorrow, would have to be peas. Oh, I love really? peas. I, love I don't peas. like peas. And I Man. know that you don't peas, like split like, pea soup. The the, re- the reason why I feel conflicted about this is because, and I learned this in uh, European history, crop rotations. Peas were the crop that you would plant between two um yeah it would you would use it as a crop rotation plant because it would basically um seed the soil with like nutrients and needs like for corn or wheat to be my god uh, you're gonna take that away and And i'm just like gonna cause mass you know starvation mass starvation (laughs) famine (laughs) europe will be decimated I think um, <laughs> if I remember correctly, I heard this once, I think, on from a History Channel show, the Native Americans used to call uh, it the three sisters, corn, beans, and pumpkins, Yeah. because the pumpkins would grow along the ground, the corn would grow tall and strong, and then the beans would climb up the corn. Mm. And so they'd all like support each other. And then when they all went to fertilizer. Fascinating. Okay. Interesting. All so right. We're, we're talking about vegetables instead of the movie, because it's such a bummer of a movie. <laughs> well, let's get back to the movie then. Uh, I want to move to likes and dislikes, and mm-hmm. let's start out in the reverse reverse order. So, Nick, Dave, Noah, and then myself. Nick, why don't you start us off? Whether you like to dislike this movie, be specific. Give us your ultimate why, and yeah, just hit us with it. Everyone else, enjoy your ice cream. Oh, um, mine already. I'm going to say that I I liked this movie. I'm fighting if I should say liked or really liked, but I liked and I enjoyed this movie. Um, it was a good time. Um, it was gritty, grittier than I thought it was going to be. I thought this was going to lean into a little bit of like, I thought it was going to try to lean into comedy a little bit. Um, Cause I was imagining this was going to be like that movie where like they have like, the, 
there's that one movie where they have like a kid who's like half lamb, half human, or whatever. And I thought this was going to be like the same thing or a similar, uh, uh, a similar lamb. plot. Yeah, I thought this was going to be kind of similar, so I thought it was going to lead into be being a little funny. So it was crazy to see like how gritty and very surprising how gory it was. So uh, I, I appreciated that it really you know took itself seriously, went the extra mile. The acting was great because the kid did fantastic in my opinion. Both kids, yeah. they did mm -hmm. a great job. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna say I liked it. Okay, one like, Dave. Let's move on to you. Dislike or like? I and oh, by the way, oh. before David, you go. This movie was actually going to be David's pick. That's right. Back when this movie was released <laughs> in October in or November. Yeah, we but did, um, yeah, Seder instead. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> I. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Even before that, yeah, they, before that, they we... wanted to go watch this movie in theaters, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know what yeah. happened, but we didn't end up reviewing. So this is kind of like hard to find it. It was in yeah. theaters for like a day. That's this yeah. Is my, yeah, this is my alley oop for David. Like you know, mm -hmm. like I'll mm -hmm. all right, and then you, yeah, exactly. So trust go ahead. fall. I I <laughs> I really like this movie. I liked it so much to the fact that I. I wholeheartedly 100% agree that I should have chose this over Seder. <laughs> David, how many times did I tell you? I, you sure you I know. I wanted, Seder? I wanted to stray from like the Hollywood promoted movie theaters movie. I wanted to do. You come it, right it, back to Hollywood bosom. <laughs> no. David groveling on the floor. I'm sorry. Seder, Seder seemed really. In, I mean, it was interesting. I liked it. But I mean. This this movie is what I thought Seder was going to be. And Nick, uh, a, a lot of, yeah, really, a lot of points that Nick brought up was it's, it's, yeah, it was like the violence was like just enough. The gore was just enough. And I really, I mean, I, I super dig monster designs. Like that's some of my favorite stuff about movies and just the whole anatomy of the Wendigo and the glowing chest part i thought that lore was so cool and it was such a good like an awesome visual marker but apart from visuals and like i liked the scares and the gore and everything i just thought it was really well acted i mean that kid that kid acted the hell out of that role i don't know where they found him um as every everyone was just like on point like yeah. there was there was nobody who was phoning it in it was just really entertaining to watch even like that goofy um cop who's like patrolling outside the house jesse you know? jesse Plemons. Uh, no, no, no like the, 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 the partner the partner oh, of the brother okay. yeah yeah who um, he's he was kind of like the comic gets relief the antlers through the chest yeah i will say the only part that i disliked i don't know if you want me to hold off on this or not was the ending i just i thought that yeah, was a little let's hold okay. off on it yeah okay all right but, but uh, no yeah i really like this movie i I watched it at night. It was like, I really enjoyed it. Really okay. enjoyed it. Wow. Okay. Uh, Noah, mm -hmm. hit us with it. Okay. So, although it was not a bad movie in my eyes, I ultimately did not like Antlers. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that feels wrong to say after saying that, that I liked Seder, but I liked <laughs> Seder for, you know, a different reason. Mm -hmm. It was all the other stuff that was attached to Seder, not the actual movie. But totally Antlers agree. itself, uh, Antlers itself. I besides the creature design, which was great, the movie was very dark, like yeah. dark, literally dark, mm -hmm. dark figuratively. It was hard to see stuff. It was hard to feel stuff. I I would have liked, not I would have liked. There wasn't enough emotion for me to attach to any of the characters, so I found it hard to root for anything. It was very sterile, and I think someone said gritty, but too gritty. Like, it was almost like too much salt, not enough sweet to keep me going. So by the end of it, my mouth was dry, and I wanted a drink, and then, you know, it just keeps going. Just a big mouthful of salt at the end again. Yeah. So <clears throat> for me, it was that. I... I I get it's a horror movie, and I know people say it's supposed to be dark, supposed to be gritty, but I, I need it something to carry me through. I need it to care about someone. Yeah. And no one really did that for me. Um, and I found the ending 
very confusing thematically what it was trying to say and almost right. kind of disturbing. So that messed it up a lot for me too. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Noah. I'm going to go uh, and round this out. I, um, I watched this film in theaters actually. Um, and I, I really liked it when I, once I left the theaters, I, I think I even texted the group, you guys saying that, um, I think we should review this movie. We should have watched it in theaters. So this is the second time that I'm watching it. I'm watching it off of HBO max now. So it's a little different. I will say that the second time watching this took the shine out of the movie, uh, quite a bit. And Noah, you nailed it a lot. Um, nailed a, diff- a couple aspects of why I felt a little bit more down about this movie. Um, I think specifically it, it felt a little bit one dimensional, uh, in terms of the tone. Uh, it felt a little, um, it didn't know how to, and again, this is a movie that covers like child abuse and um, neglect mm-hmm. and heavy topics, heavy, heavy topics. Yeah. But <clears throat> there had to, you, you really do need to somehow figure out a way to kind of like lighten, give, give your viewers a few rays of sunshine here and there to kind of cling to. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really do that. Even the last scene, which we'll get into was just kind of like a gut punch, like, oh, okay, this is just really pure darkness throughout. And um, there was really no escape. So, uh, yeah, I, I I also thought that the film was a little bit heavy-handed in its, uh, the handling of its themes. I thought it was just kind of trying to shove, you know, ideas so down your mouth. is this a dislike? Mouth. Because you said you yeah. really liked it, and then this – okay. It did, it yeah. So this is, this is like a light dislike. I think I went from like a strong like to a, uh, a light dislike. I think I crossed that threshold. So – that's where I'm kind of standing. I think that the movie itself is um, the creature design. I just wish more directors who direct these types of movies would have the balls to just like show their creatures in sunlight sometimes, mm-hmm. like full yeah. view. Like so it had dark. the perfect perfect opportunity with the kid who gets killed by the Wendigo the to bully. just show, yeah, the yeah. bully to show the the creature. Like it wasn't even like the creature only operates in the dark. It clearly operates in sunlight. Just like show the creature in sunlight. Like mm-hmm. I wish more directors were able to do that. Um, but yeah, m- mine is a light dislike. Can I give an example of what I, what what I'm trying what we're trying to say about yeah light like adding some sweetness, some saccharine, some lightheartedness to a horror. Yeah, the best example that I can come up with was The Conjuring Two, when all hope seems lost with this little girl being possessed and her family being tormented. What do the uh what were their names the warrens oh, the warrens, the warrens yeah. what do the warrens yeah. do he he sings a song he brings out his guitar and sings a song and all the whole family singing that like pop song and it's just a moment where there's just no horror the guy's doing it for the girl to just make her feel like a normal girl again like a family mm-hmm. and that to me like that invested me in those characters like i cared about that characters in that moment like they were actual human beings and not just meat sacks to be gored and eaten yeah like they had they had depth they had there was hope there and i I needed that i needed that in this movie i would say i think if the plot moved a little slower we would have been able to fit some of those scenes but it seemed like everything moved very quickly which for like a short horror film that like got to the point i liked but when I said I, I didn't like the ending is because, like, I understand what you guys are saying about, like, how it was very dark, even to watch. Like, some of the scenes were, were lit a little too dark. But, like, I took it as a fairy tale almost as, like, allegorical. Yeah. But, like, the story is, like, you come out of this world of, like, trauma but you're, like, forcing yourself to go back in and, like, she, like, the julio like she was saving this boy from his trauma and that's what i thought it was like i thought it was going to be like uh like a story about going back into like kind of the pits of hell like facing your trauma head on and coming out of it and that's why i really thought the brother getting the black goo out of his mouth at the end i thought that was a really cheap shot and i thought it it, that left that was the that left the worst taste in my mouth just because I was like, oh, they had like a I get it and they want to be edgy and they want to 
be like an edge lord and be like oh yeah or yeah like oh no one escapes the windigo but it's like no i think in like fairy tale type folk tale stories there's always a way to escape there's always a way to like lock the evil up or you know buried in the ground there's always a way to escape there's always like a happy ending in those like fairy tale type stories there's a lesson to be learned but there's like there's usually a light ending I would say otherwise, just in the sense, like, you remember, like, when you would watch, like, those old, I guess, che- old cheesy horror movies now, at this point in time, since we're older, like, you know, when they're just, like, uh, the end, or is it, you know, yeah. kind of deal, like, you know, or I think it's at the end of, like, Halloween 4, um, you see Michael Myers' mask, like, laying in the ground, and it's, like, they kind of show it to show, like, he could come back again at one point, and then you see Freddy's hand, like, gr- like, claw it and then pull it like into the dirt like it just shows you like look like oh like they survived no bad things are still gonna happen because not everything needs a happy fairytale ending because then mm-hmm. everything just kind of just becomes like oh because there's it kind of takes the stakes out of it where you know they went through something but if everyone always got the fairy tale ending there's no suspense left anymore that's true and i think what's really interesting about lucas's character is he is almost not he is a victim. Obviously, he's a child in this horrible situation, but he is fighting for his family. There's no point in that movie where he wavers. Yeah. And he's fighting for the life of his I, his brother and his, yeah, his what father. I, what, I, what I did like about the movie on the second watch was that <clears throat> Lucas had a good relationship with his father. It didn't fall into this trope of his father being like, clearly, his mother left or died at some point she died the father father, right she died so the father was able to maintain custody and you can kind of tell in their interactions like even with uh lucas's younger brother um what's his name Aiden. Uh, aiden like clearly cared for his sons and i i like that the the movie didn't kind of fall into the trap of like Oh, let's inject a little bit of conflict between the father and son and make it even yeah. more dark. Like I, I will counter that, that by saying they got caught in abandoned mines that they were using as a meth lab. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was I know. A... But I'm 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 talking about like, yeah, he, he was obviously uh irresponsible father, but he clearly did still he like, did care. Emotion- because he had a good emotional connection with his sons. He did I care because you can see, like, when he goes into the room the first time, like, the dad kind of growls, like, get out, go, leave. And then yeah. he's just like, okay, let me get out. Yeah, I, like the, I like the scene where they show him, the dad, putting the bolts on. Yeah, Like, he has enough wherewithal that he knows something's going on with him and he's putting his children yep. first. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, <clears throat> let's move on to. Uh, I have like a couple questions, but we can kind of like gauge it best uh, based on uh, how much time we're taking up. But <clears throat> uh, just a really rapid fire question, actually, to start things off: Did the monster in this movie satisfy your creature feature itch? In the sense that, like, does it live up to like the expectations that you have for like a monster film? I'm gonna say no. Okay. Um. Mostly because you don't really get to see the monster too much, and yeah. it's a mixture of heavy CGI and minimal practical effects. I did notice a few practical effects in there, but my boy Guillermo, 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 Guillermo. I can't say Guillermo, it. I can't say Guillermo. Guillermo, Guillermo. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Um, you know, he is the king of making monsters with practical effects. Like he is the absolute champion, and he lights them beautifully you see every little detail you see every little you know mark like every little mark has a story behind it you can see it and it's amazing and this movie felt like guillermo guillermo <laughs> Um, you just say del toro just say he the had the design yeah, he had the design and maybe even the suit and the director was like i'll use it for one scene that's three seconds long when the rest is going to be heavy cgi and to me, that is not a good creature feature. Your creature has to be shown. It has to be, you know, sh- like besides Jaws, everyone wants to do Jaws, right? Jaws only works because it's an animal that we've recognized before. So we don't want to keep seeing it. It's boring. But when you're creating a whole new creature, we want to see that thing. Put it on display. Make us terrified it, terrified of it, even if it's in the light. And for me, that's why I... It did not fulfill my creature feature needs. I'm going to disagree and say, or I'm just, I'm going to disagree, but I'll say it, it, it satisfied my creature feature need just because 
Um, to me, less is more. It wasn't to the point, like, it was a natural pro- progression. They showed the father being a goblin. Then you understood that the father was dealing with something. You saw that there was a transformation that begun. Then you see the husk that was left behind of his body. So you know, okay, this thing's free. And the very first moment it attacks, like, you can't just show it right off the bat. You have to give some kind of suspense. And when it murders that kid, you're just like, whoa, like, what freight train really just came through and hit this kid? Like, what Mm -hmm. was that? So that Mm -hmm. intrigues you to want to see more. So then by the end of the movie, which to me is good because they don't waste too much of showing it. So that way, when you're at the showdown, it works out better. And I feel like they did show enough because they kept showing it with the with the human face plastered across it until it like ripped that human face off. And then you get to see it. And then so they dark battle. though, Nick. Well, I'll, when I watched it, it wasn't that dark. I got to see it. Mm. I don't know. Maybe it was the maybe it was on the TV I watched or something, or maybe I had different settings. But I thought it was fine. I didn't think like that scene was dark in the sense that you know they were in the mine. But I didn't think it was too dark enough that I couldn't see it. And yeah, I couldn't one hundred percent make it out. Like I probably made out like a good like eighty percent of it, which to me is still enough. Nick, but draw a still- picture of it right now. Yeah, I couldn't draw. Yeah. <laughs> Even if I was a good artist, a picture of it right now. But I thought it was enough, just because your mind helps fill in the rest of the gaps, and okay. it help. That's your own innate fears that can help fill in. Like you already think of a monster, but then when your own innate fears help fill in the gaps of something already scary, then that increases it by tenfold, in my opinion. Okay, Dave, what about you? Uh, yeah, I I really liked the design. I really liked what it looked like. And I think to Nick's point about the less is more, um, I think, I don't know the director. I don't know. This is just my opinion. I think my opinion with lighting it poorly in the mine and just not like putting a spotlight on it is I think this, the idea of it was built up a lot by Lucas's drawings and the viciousness of it. Like we saw the transformation. We saw the imagery depicted in his drawings. Like those drawings are so powerful, especially like the idea of, Oh, there's as a kid is drawing this, like a kid has witnessed something. And this is the only way that he can get this message out. And I think throughout the first portion of the movie, when you're looking at all those drawings, you're like building up this image of this creature. And I think ultimately when you do that, you might get disappointed which is why I think they did shadow the monster some where it's like they revealed it for what it was, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like I could see no where there was where you could say like, Oh, it wasn't as built up as like I, like my expectations didn't meet the buildup, but I liked it. I thought, I thought it was designed really neat. I thought um, the one thing I will say, I thought the power was a little inconsistent like what? it was super mean? viciously strong mm-hmm. when it needed to be, except when oh. it was fighting a, a and and then in the fifth year, a middle grade teacher. A lot, yeah. Of people, <laughs> a lot of people, yeah, complained about that. But apparently, in the movie, at some point, it's explained that like when it's eating is yeah, when it's, it's that's when it's its weakest. It's, it's weakest because it it yeah. will. I think because it's 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 got like it's the tail is about like cannibalism. Yeah, I just I, I I realized like the movie covered that base, but I think still that Not satisfactorily. Like, yeah, that jarring inconsistency, especially when it's the movie's climax, right? And yeah. like you significantly, what do you call it in like video games? You like uh, cheat mode, or yeah, it's like you uh, uh, you put the main character on like uh, cheat. Oh, mode. like plot armor type stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like do like, sex machina. Yeah, it just kind of felt wrong, you know. You kind of wanted her to go through the grinder, and she does, like she just shoots yeah, she needed to like lose an arm or something like and, that. Like, I or... think she would have went through the grinder more because the moment what happens is they go from him, the Wendigo attacking that kid, then getting the info about it being weakest when it feeds, and then immediately the final battle finding it when it feeds. Like they should have had a fight before that. They should have had a fight where they tried to take it down, but it's obviously still way too strong. And then they're just like, oh, no, what can we do? That's when the kinda, native guy is like, like chip away at it a little bit. Yeah, chip away at it yeah. because like try to yeah. have like a fight or two where it's futile, but they think they can do something. And then they find out a battle plan and then yeah. they suit up ready to go in. I, I, mean, I don't really care if you if it covered its bases by like meeting with someone and getting that exposition because it's like. I'm so sick of the Google Bagool, you know, like Google Bagool or Google the demon prince of the seven hells. Like, 
Yeah. They had to go meet with a Native American to learn about the Wendigo. Like, that didn't need to be in there. Just no, yeah. let the audience come up with their own lore if we're going to do this. <sighs> like, I felt like the movie actually did a really good job of showing and telling. You know, it never actually told you a lot of um, its story beats. You know, we, we kind of just inferred it. Like, the kid starving, right? You saw his skin and bones. But then all of a sudden, we have to learn this whole, like, backstory of the wendigo after like meeting this guy like i hate that doesn't need to be in there stop yeah, doing the, it stop yeah, doing the, it horror movies yeah the visual markers were really good with like the dad's transformation like the glowing chest and everything yeah. well i I, I, a, I will I, say when that when they that bully gets gets yeeted that was pretty oof, vicious i didn't right? think they were i didn't think they were gonna, i thought they was just gonna like he was just gonna look up in the tree and then run away but man no he went yeah, it went straight. Right. I thought the dad was just gonna be like, "Don't mess with my boy," and I, or I was really do it this time. <laughs> yeah. you know? I'm, I'm go. I'm going to stand up for uh, the gingers because our gingers not here. Uh, something about Hollywood absolutely despises gingers. Like Seriously. something about it, they they may always make yeah. them the bully. Always, always. and then always ends up getting maimed. Yeah, or- horribly yeah. maimed or picked on, and. I don't understand it. Why does Hollywood hate gingers so much? Unless you're a ginger woman, and then you're like the oh, you're, you're object like, of affection. Yeah. You're the most beautiful yeah. woman in the the whole movie. Yeah. Just wanted to, just wanted to. Um, we got your back, out. Johnny. We yeah, got we got your back. back. We got your back, brother. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask one more quick question, and then we can um, seg to ratings and one one line recommendations. Um, what? creature feature is like still number one uh for you on top of the list i can go if any no one has it dave why don't you go oh i'll go after you mine's the thing mine has to be the thing i think that to me is like the perfect horror creature in my Mm -hmm. opinion it's just like it perfectly suits the theme of the movie paranoia and distrust it perfectly embodies that and it's just so disgusting to look at um and so i kind of like that's like the this top the hall, tier hall top of fame tier. pantheon yeah, yeah exactly what about you dave oh you're you're muted david we can't hear you bud oh sorry sorry noise uh noah might be able to guess critters uh, well oh critters is good hmm. this is one of my all-time favorite movies i think i've watched it over probably 100 times uh predator oh yeah, predator. Oh, yeah the original predator that the power that predator has in that movie also it's like juxtaposed against like these are the toughest of the tough like eat nails for breakfast soldiers they got the biggest guns they got the biggest muscles they're total badasses and this thing treats them like ants right they're like kid compared to this yeah and, and that just and then the final confrontation when like arnold schwarzenegger has to go like all primal and he does all the yep he, the mud. It, it was it was so good it's just so good it's so entertaining and the design of the creature and that's one of those things like no you're talking about like it's lit in in the um, daytime when you see the monster and the thing is actually lit really well too multiple yeah. scenes yeah yeah i think I've, it's all Predator- practical magic or yeah. practical magic practical effects magic those- <laughs> <laughs> practical magic <laughs> Um, for me it's like the 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 death scene is just like the iconic moment right like having the last laugh that's literally what the predator does yeah like the the most jarring thing right you're like holy shit this thing knows how to laugh and you're like what the fuck are you and i think Um, the best part is that you find out later that like what that predator wasn't even like a veteran predator it was still a pretty young predator more or less so like there that means that there's older more veteran more vicious versions of these things running around yep yep exactly all right i'll go i'll go i'm also gonna well mine's a creature i don't care what you say it's the it's the t-rex and the raptors from jurassic park yeah they to me are top tier creature feature monsters they're they're, scary terrifying beautiful mixture of practical effects and cgi and they're lit really well because I can completely make out what they are. 
that scene where the raptor like goes against the kitchen window and breathes, mm. and you see the fog. Oh my gosh! Glass, just like seared into my memory. Classic, yeah. classic. Gave me gave me good nightmares. You yeah. know, like scared you, but you loved it. Yeah, still awesome. Still awesome. That movie like aged that. so well, so mm-hmm. well. Oh yeah, it's 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 still a ten out of ten and, today. And you're like Steven Spielberg of all the rooms that you have the kids hiding in from the raptors you put them in a kitchen where there's like stuff that's clank like oh very i know loud. Yeah. Like you yeah. faster you know like you really know how to oh, like man squeeze the juice out of the lemon as I much love as possible i love that scene so yeah. much um all right nick classic. you better you better pick a uh, creature that's completely in the dark and we can't make out what all what it is he's gonna um, pick the blair so... witch project <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna Sater. say I'm going to call it a creature. It's a, it's something. When I saw this movie, it absolutely, I, I think it came out when I was like 10 and it scared the absolute crap out of me. And like I had nightmares and I was already a little afraid of the dark and this didn't help. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if anybody has seen the movie Darkness Falls by today's standards. It's a terrible movie. It's a tooth fairy, right? Yeah. The fairy. woman yeah. who's the tooth fairy. That absolutely, like the oh fact my that God, like. Nick, we should watch it. We definitely fact, need to watch it. Yeah, it's been so long, but I just Hold remember on, I like look what this what she looks like because I don't I don't think I've seen Darkness. I know she it. wore a porcelain mask. It was supposed to be like this woman who had like a burned face, and she wore a porcelain mask and like these like rags and robes, but she could yeah. fly through the air, and like she would just like fly by so quickly and just snatch people up because like there's a scene where they have to like walk between be like pillars of light and shadow and like it's like two feet apart and somebody makes the jump to go from one beam of light to the yeah. next and they're instantly picked off and i was just like i was that, already a, like as a kid i was such a baby i was so afraid of any and everything like i'm she, pretty sure at one point there was a, a jacket under my bed and i cried and told my mom i was gonna die in oh, my room yeah. I just want to say she's me. she's lit really well nick yeah and it's practical effects like you see i was spoiler just, alert i was no. just looking up <laughs> photos of her like on um on like wires and stuff so they like definitely like flew her around yeah on the movie yeah set. that's interesting um, it's interesting that all of our picks are yeah you i called complete and utter bs on all of you saying that it, you like that it would it would built up the i mystique. didn't say that bull crap <laughs> bull, the man from Pan's labyrinth is in a beautiful lit room and you see him and he's not moving at all and he's absolutely terrifying just that one scene in Pan's Labyrinth with the Pale Man. Yes. Like, I don't care what you say. That well, is I, a well, cheap trick to to keep it dark and unseen. You're just trying to carry your movie that doesn't have other things to carry it. So to embarrass the... myself even more, this movie came out in 2003, so I was 13 and peeing my pants oh in this my movie God, still. Man. I was 20. <laughs> I have a question that's really bugging me, if you don't mind me asking it, Steven. Go for it, yeah. What is the movie trying to say thematically with killing the kid at the end because to me the movie's very much about like surviving abuse right or dealing with your trauma and to me they made it sound like the kid was so lost from his abuse that they had to kill him and i think that's a very weird message that i I, I don't quite get or is it just so like stupid that it doesn't understand what it's done i took it as a message of collateral damage Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So if you if you yourself kind of succumb to this sort of lifestyle, um, and uh, you you uh, you impact other people to the point where that they can end up dead. Um, that's how I took it. Just because I was like, there's no other like. Are you giving like, it too much? When you kill two kids in a movie, like they're you know they're like that. This is why like I had the issue with it. Like I wanted there to be some brevity, but like that's how I viewed that killing. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time you have Julia, the teacher who clearly went through child abuse, right? The movie really lays that on thick and she survived. And so there's a little bit, there's inconsistency, right? That's, that's one of the issues that I had with it. And I also want to say that she, I, that your point would make more sense if it was killed in like the fight, like that was collateral, but she made it a point of, we have to kill it because it's just going to come back. Right. Right. So she was the like it was her but choice to kill it, it, it instead of the collateral, and that's what bothered me. It made it almost yeah. seem as if 
they were using the Wendigo or the curse of the Wendigo as abuse and like the fact that the father was an abuser and then the kid got it and they were like kill the kid before he grows up to abuse you too that's kind of how I took it that's how I felt the movie was saying and I didn't quite well yeah, I think it was, yeah. it was weird I think the idea of abuse was just in general misplaced I don't think there was any in my opinion Julia being abused, whether it be physically or sexually, because there's that one really weird scene with her dad in the bed and the and the teddy yeah. bear. That was really weird and misplaced, in my opinion. I mean, the a... shining kind of. I was just you know? like, yeah, it didn't need to show those types of things. Like, it could be also it could be very triggering. And this is when Johnny would call me woke. But it's <laughs> yeah, very, you're it's right. Very, you're very right, instantly yeah. triggering to see that kind of stuff. And you got the fact that she, like, she's jumpy. She's like playing. It could with be the inferred. Piano. All of it can be. She's inferred. like hiding. Yeah, she's hiding under the stairs. Those were very tasteful ways to portray someone who's suffering the the trauma and PTSD of being a child abuse victim. Showing her father, the actual perpetrator, like, did not serve the movie any favors in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I don't think her being in a, a victim of abuse served the movie any favor. Like, I feel like that was just so ham-fisted in just so she could find some kind yeah, of connection I, I think, to the kid. I, yeah, exactly. To get the plot that's, going. That's what it is. That is what it was, right? Yeah. So. Those are really interesting points. Anyways, let's let's uh, move on to – let's close this guy out. Um, we're going to move on to ratings and one-sentence recommendations. Let's make this one quick. Um David, why don't you go, and then Nick, and then Noah, and then myself. Uh, All right. Final score, and then one sentence recommendation. I'm going to give this movie a 7 out of 10. I would rewatch it. I don't know how many times I would rewatch it, just because there's a lot of dark themes and imagery, but I would rewatch it. Um, recommendations. <laughs> I'm going to wreck a... My mother... <laughs> My mom, my mom actually, ha my mom and sister have been watching the movies that, and they are faithful YouTube viewers. Wow. And my mom and sister, we, we appreciate my, you. Shout my, out to mom and sister. My yep. mom and sister couldn't make it through this movie. They didn't. Wow, they, really? They didn't like it. They, they. My mom doesn't like anything with violence towards kids or yeah. making kids do yeah. violence. That's yeah. That's Although fair. I will say, sorry to interrupt. Never mind. Keep going. All right. Never mind. I'll, I'll, talk. I'll bring it up later. I'm going to re recommend this if you are interested in if you're kind of like want to do like a genre, like uh, like a genre bundle of American horror movies and like dealing with creatures or like f folk legends that are specifically American. I'll watch this movie like so if you're like interested in like seeing different types of creatures and like maybe unique creatures, not just like the alien or the demon or the devil and you want like some little bit of folkness like a like a like kind of folklore fairy tale kind of like something like Guillermo del Toro would do I watched this how movie. dare you David Don't compare I know I know <laughs> I'm just saying like a unique a unique monster not like cut and paste demon you know mm -hmm. I got you yeah All I right, don't know uh, if that recommendation made any sense but I'm sticking to it no I got it's it very very niche but it worked <laughs> very niche <laughs> Hey, what about you? Um, I'm also going to give this movie a 7 out of 10 uh, because on Dave's sliding scale, I do believe it's rewatchable. Not all, not incredibly rewatchable, but rewatchable. Um, I, I'm giving it a 7 because I acknowledge that there's a lot wrong with it. But like overall, there's just an overarching plot of it just being a movie about a monster. It, it's, a, it, it's a scary monster movie and it accomplishes that well. Did you come into this movie before we bummed you out with it being an eight, Nick? I'm just curious. Uh, wait, what do you mean? Like, did you, was your score higher before we talked about it in your yeah, head? Yeah, did we knock it down a couple of pegs? No. Okay. I was thinking like a seven, just because. It, like I said, like it's it's a month, it's a scary monster movie, and I know it's a scary monster movie, and it accomplishes that goal throughout the movie. I don't need any. If it said it was going to be a scary monster movie, so I'm like, bam, you 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 delivered on it at least, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and I would recommend this to movie. Re recommend this to movie. Recommend this movie to people. Uh, I'd say if you really like, if you like gore, but you don't want to watch torture porn like or, or slashers, you just want to see like a gory horror movie. This would do it for you. Okay. Thanks, Nick. What about Thank you, Noah? You. Um, I am not going to recommend this to anyone. Um, I don't know. It's, it just didn't do enough for me. It was too standard 
by the book creature feature that that on top of it just doles out heavy topics of child abuse so i just don't know who i would recommend this to um i would tell people to maybe google the creature design just to see it because it is kind of cool to look is cool looking um i will instead recommend pumpkin head if if we're not doing recommendation, I will replace my recommendation with Pumpkinhead. That's a great creature feature, and you see the monster so much, and it's practical effects, and it is awesome, and it is lit gorgeously. Um, my score for Antlers. Go watch our Pumpkinhead video. Go watch our Pumpkinhead review. Um, my score is uh, I feel like five's too low, and seven's too high, so I'm gonna go with a six. I do think that it's not a bad movie and it's done very well. It's just missing important important ingredients that makes a movie enjoyable for me. Yeah. So I'm going with a six. So Dave and Nick, you were both mm. sevens, right? I yeah. just yes. to track this. Okay. So you make a my, good point, Noah. My my final score is Thank six, you, six as well. Um and I think that the movie itself, the story, the acting the visuals, uh, very, very well done. I do think that upon the second watch, and maybe this is when like the fatigue hits, right? It's like it's very dark. There's not much hope and light to kind of cling to. Um, and I wish the movie fed you a little bit more of that to just kind of give you some, you know, some sense that you know Lucas and Julia is going to make it when the credit rolls, but. So it's it's a bit of a slog in that sense. Uh, in terms of recommendations, um, you know, I would just I, I would recommend the film. I don't know exactly who I would recommend it to. I think people who enjoy monster movies, maybe um, just kind of be ready for like a bit of a, you know, downer, you know, mm -hmm. in this one. So that's all I'll say. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, I'm going to close this out. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We are the Spooky Screen. We can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube now. Um, we're uh, releasing weekly YouTube videos of our podcast recordings. Um, and again, want to just uh, shout out our uh, fifth and uh, everyman host, Johnny. We miss you and mm -hmm. hope you're doing well. We love you. Uh, again, no hard feelings or anything. But uh, we hope that the rest of you enjoy this review and uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, see you next time. This is Spooky Screen. Peace out. See you next time, guys. <laughs>